Wow. Amazing. Nice. 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 Ooh, that's so nice. Nice. I just like, I, (laughs) I realized in one of my meetings this week that I had like a bowl that had been there for like ever and like, you know, like everything was kind of in the screen and it was just not, (laughs) just not good. That's like that girl on TikTok. She's like, this is your weekly crust level check. Have you ever seen her? Yeah, I need that. <laughs> that lady is exactly. She she's talks like, like she talks like this. Yeah, she's, she's like, like this is your crust. Check level. your crusts. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have seven empty water glasses in your in your room? Pick them up. Put them in the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing I'm good at. Oh, and good. I have a pet peeve about Kyle. <laughs> Leave shit everywhere. But he's better at cleaning than I am. So I pretty much every time after like cooking wipe the counters but then the crumbs Mm -hmm. get on the floor and i like try to pick them up but i try to wipe the crumbs into my hands but like that's a pet peeve of mine is because i don't know why this doesn't happen to tyler but to me i walk around the kitchen and all the dirt and shit just gets stuck to my (laughs) the bottom of my foot and it's disgusting and he's like ew your foot's so house shoes I know, I do. I need some house slippers or shoes or something. That's why I got my Birkenstocks. That's what they're for. Mm. So I can walk around and not feel ashamed about how dirty my house is. I think that, I think you have some things figured out, Kelsey. I don't have much figured out, but that's one thing. Yeah, it's literally the unsexiest look. It's socks, fuzzy socks, Mm -hmm. these torn ass Birkenstocks. They're not even real Birkenstocks. They're like disgusting they're they're like the bottom is falling off nice it's a look nice <laughs> yeah but i mean i respect i respect the look it's, it's a thing anyways anyways this is um brought to you oh. by the letter oh right hi. hi hi everyone hey there we didn't see you there we didn't see you welcome welcome to our podcast our podule I, our podule and I don't know about that one. <laughs> I'm trying to think of another one, but my mind is just crickets Our, inside. <laughs> I mean, well, so to give some context, you were away for like a week, yes. over a week. Ten days. And I have been like sick. So it's like, we're not, this is not the A team right now. This is the X team right now because it is letter X. This exactly. Week. Our podcast is I already said, brought to you by the letter. And my name is Carly, and that lovely person over there is Kelsey. (laughs) And (laughs) we talk about everything from A to Z. We talk about all sorts of stuff, and we're nearing the end. We are an X. X marks the spot for our podcast right here, wherever you're listening. Oh, I should have done X marks the spot like treasure. Ah. Missed opportunity. It's okay. I'm excited. Kelsey's going to tell me a really great story. <laughs> well, hey, I think this is going to be like a short one. So like if you have a shorter commute, it's going to be like the perfect segment for you. You just like get in, get out, learn a little bit. Peace perfect out. Perfect little bite of little nibble, nibble of a uh, little niblet. Yeah. But anyways, so today I was flying home, but we had a stop in between. So it was like extra good. It's like extra fun. Uh, so... We left LA at 11 p.m. LA time, which on our coast, that's 11. Yeah, it's three hours. Made sure to be nice and sleepy. Um, if you do travel, everybody is requiring like a mask on at all times. And like, you know, 
mask up, go to the grocery store for an hour, come home, like take it off. But like, you can't take it off. Like you are wearing this mat. Like I was wearing a mask today for like 12 hours straight, basically, except to like eat or drink. Um, but I kept waking up because I, I think it was probably like an hour in, um, Tyler woke me up and the person on the announcement was saying, oh, we're gonna stop in Las Vegas because our air conditioning is broken. The knob is stopped on heat and we can't move it or what something weird. Of course, I like just woke up. So I was like, what? There was like drool in my mask. Cause listen, I'm disgusting. I'm a drooler. I will admit it. I'm it's also fine. a drooler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, you know, we sound like these beautiful, perfect angels, which I mean, how do you we think are, we get but- these beautiful, crisp voices? Exactly. Lots of drool to lubricate Ew. the tongue. Anyways. <laughs> and that's how we got canceled. Over. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So I like woke up. I was like, Ugh. like I heard this. I was like, ew, disgusting. I had like drool in my mask. And then I felt the heat. It was like legitimately 100 degrees in there. And I don't know how I like didn't wake up from just being like so sweaty, but like I was super sweaty and it's like October. So I've got like all these layers, one for like a pillow, one to stay like warm or whatever. And then I started like getting pissed because like, fuck, we have layover and our layover is only like two hours, which is like the perfect amount of time for a layover basically. And I was like, shit, if we fucking stop in Las Vegas, like we're definitely going to miss our next flight. It's just going to be a whole cluster, whatever. Then I was sweating because I was like, it was hot and I was also panicking. So literally like five minutes later, they were like, we fixed it. Cool air will be coming in momentarily. And it, I was just like, thank God. Cause that just would have been like so annoying. Oh, <laughs> it would have been like 1am West coast time. We'd just be like waiting for someone to fix the air conditioning on our plane. Like, ugh, ugh. yeah. So luckily we made it. And I pretty much slept on the plane most of the time, on and off, but it's not necessarily, like, the easiest, most comfortable thing to do. Yeah. But here you are. Here I am. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Exactly. Boom. The last time I traveled, I was stuck with the entire Villanova soccer team. Yes. And we had to do roll call because someone was not on the plane that should have been on the plane or vice versa. And it was just- <laughs> Where like, were they? I don't remember. I was just overwhelmed by the amount of child boys around me. Like, it was just very (laughs) overwhelming. I, like, forgot what it's like to be around a lot of young guys like that. They're just kind of like, 18 to 22 year olds, basically. And these, like, fuckers are not wearing their masks properly. And I'm like, "Mm, bitch, we're on an airplane. I truly don't understand the chin thing. The chin thing. I like don't understand. Like when you don't pull it up over your mouth and nose and you just put it on your chin. Oh. Like I actually truly do not understand that. Well, that's just bullshit. There was one guy that would just like refuse to like put it on his nose and I was just like screaming. But yeah. Yeah. Traveling is already stressful. It already sucks. And then you get drool in your mask and it's just like a whole to do. The second flight, though, I like I like want to remember so badly, but I think I had a nightmare where a whole bunch of raccoons got at my house and they were like making a mess and they were like peeing everywhere. It was like so weird. And I remember being like, Tyler, please help me. And he was like, no. And I was like, are you serious? And he was like, yes. 
and like wouldn't stop like ing and saying yes. And then, and I like called you or somebody. I don't know. I was like, Tyler won't stop saying yes. I, 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 he like is holding the S and he won't stop. And he won't help me. And there's raccoons everywhere. And I wake up and that s- was the plane. It was the sound of like the plane. Oh, like shit. something yeah. was like, like hissing. Yeah. It was probably Isn't the that crazy. Oh yeah. I've had that before. <laughs> it's weird though. Right. I hate. Yeah. Are your dreams really immersive? Cause my dreams are like really like, I will wake up and think that the thing has happened for at least a couple seconds. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes they are. Just, I hate yeah. it. Well, I also only have, like, nightmares, kind of. <laughs> oh, which is, oh, like, no. the worst. I think it's a manifestation of my anxiety in my sleep. Yeah. It could be. Whatever. Yeah. I just can't Shit. escape my anxiety. It's it's with me when I sleep. It's with uh, me when I'm awake. It's like the gift yeah. that keeps on giving every day. It's the it's the monster in your closet. The monster. The motherfucking monster. No, that's the depression. Yes. It's the slow yeah. monster that pulls you down when you're already down. <laughs> <laughs> and stressed. Well, tell us about your monster. <laughs> yeah, no. guys. What's your monster look like? <laughs> now we turn the microphone to you, listener. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. So I, do you want to get started? Yes, let's hear about it. All right, so I am doing X this week. We're going to talk about X ratings. Oh! Yeah, so what it is, where it came from, what's going on with it. We're going to talk about it. Cool. Let's talk about it. So, like, are we going to get a little sexy in here? A little bit, but that's when we get to the double or triple X. Okay. I'll explain it in a moment. So, X rating brought to you by the letter X. Yay! Yay! X rating is specifically a rating in the United States that was created by the Motion Picture Association of America and the National Association of Theater Owners in 1968 to designate certain films containing either excessive violence or that are explicitly sexual. So I'm going to give you a little bit of background about that first. Since the 1920s, the U.S. movie industry has practiced some form of self-regulation to prevent government-initiated censorship. Mm. A number of films that predate the MPA's rating system, which are films released between 1929 and 1934, implied sexual innuendos, relationships between black and white people, profanity, illegal drug use, sex work, infidelity, abortion, intense violence, and homosexuality. So those were considered to be rated X, even though they weren't like... So, well, this is this is predating any kind of rating system. So this is like, okay. this was the Wild West of making movies. Oh, okay. From 1929 to 1934. It was a small five-year period. So they just put anything in their movies, basically? Right. It's like content. Here's the content. And it's like... Got it. Reflective of maybe things that aren't so terrible. Got it. I mean, excessive violence is kind of terrible, but... Right. I'll talk a little bit more about the biases to certain things over other things, too, which... Kind of shitty. So, these topics that I just said were most prominent in gangster films like The Public Enemy, Little Caesar, and Scarface, where the lead character is seen as more heroic and people, like, sympathize with the person versus seeing them as like evil, which is kind of how characters who engaged in any of those activities had been portrayed before. So 
all of these themes were also popular in what they called sex films with female protagonists. And I put that in quotes because these sex films are like normal now. Like it's just normal shit now, like Mm -hmm. par for the course, I feel like. So whatever, but they were broken down into two different categories. Bad girl films, (laughs) which is where women would use sex to advance their lives and careers, which I would like to state instead we say like, badass girls Mm -hmm. (laughs) badass girl films (laughs) and then also the other category is fallen women films which was inspired by the real world struggles that women were facing in the workplace during the depression Mm -hmm. at the time so fun stuff right so weird that they would just call those sex films like that's the umbrella term for that right yeah that's very weird (laughs) Because a, it's a, a woman is the protagonist. Yeah. It's just, it must be about sex or else what are they bringing to the yeah. table, right? Ding! <laughs> I'm not bitter. I'm not mad. <laughs> Kelsey's always bitter and mad. I'm always bitter and mad. So at this point in time, there were no ratings. There was, there was nothing to, like, regulate this stuff. So Hollywood was beginning to kind of be viewed as this, like, cesspool of, like, sex and drugs and... Hmm. Swing music because they didn't have rock and roll then or whatever. And by the 1960s, the general public was experiencing this huge shift in views around sex, drugs, violence. Yes. And counterculture. Counterculture. Yes. And a revolution of social change was sweeping across the country. But the originally strict production codes that the films in Hollywood had been held to up until that point really didn't accurately depict what was going on in America or the tumultuous shift that was happening with the counterculture and the culture of the 60s. So because of that, the American film industry was losing their audience to television and foreign films because they didn't have any regulations. Like once they started cracking down on shit, it got, you know, people were like, yeah, this isn't real. I don't care. Right. (laughs) Like, right. I don't care because what they developed was this thing called the Hayes Code. The Hayes Code was developed as a form of moral censorship guidelines hmm. for Hollywood at the time. People were just like, okay, this is like not relatable content, right? Like it's just not, it's not real. It's not what's happening. Not everything is like hunky-dory all the time and just doesn't depict the world right. anymore. So because they were losing their audience... Their first official rating system emerged in 1968 by Chairman Jack Valenti. And instead of being a exhaustive list of rules and moral codes, the movie's rating system went on the notion that the movie industry wouldn't approve or disapprove of what the audiences should see, but instead they focus on freeing the screen or and educating parents on how to make decisions for what yeah. their family watches, essentially. So putting the power to the people. That seems like a lot more... I mean, I'm sure you're about to tell me that it's like the same basis that is going on today, but it just seems a lot more practical. You know what I mean? I mean, it is. like, And also, it just didn't... It doesn't seem very, like, American, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, to, like, regulate that kind of stuff because we're all about freedom and all that right. stuff. So it's like, okay, let's let's actually give people, you know, the freedom to choose what they consume and all that. Exactly. Stuff. Yeah. So the group that rates the films now and has for a long time is a group of anonymous volunteer parents known as 
the Classification and Ratings Administration, or CARA. Hmm. This group, however, does face a lot of criticism because they seem to make relatively, like, arbitrary decisions around, like, what they deem friendly for children and not friendly for children. Like, everybody can agree that, like, violence is, like, not great for children, but they often would be very more strict in terms of areas of sexuality and language. That's, like, where they focused on versus, like, hmm. violence, which is really weird to me. Hmm. So, like, a movie who that had more, like, sex in it may be rated way higher because sex isn't as talked about, I guess, in that group. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Whatever. The first classification system was implemented in 1968 and consisted of four ratings. It was G for general audiences, M for mature audiences, so it's kind of like PG. Mm -hmm. R for restricted, so anybody under 16 had to be accompanied by a parent or a guardian. And then X was any person under 16 was not allowed to be admitted. So that was the original version of what the X meant. Cool. Yeah, and so it actually worked really well for a while. It gave directors like this newfound freedom to fully engage with the shifting views of the culture and they were able to explore, you know, sexuality, violence, race, and authority without the fear of being censored by the government. Um, that year, Midnight Cowboy was released. It was an X-rated film and was nominated for seven Academy Awards. And it is actually the only X-rated film to win Best Picture. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And so I had never heard of this movie before, but then I kind of did a little bit of Googling and Dustin Hoffman's favorite line, I totally knew it. It's when he's walking in New York and he, a cab like almost hits him. He's like, hey, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. And he slams the thing. Oh my gosh, that's what that's from? That's what that's from, Midnight Cowboy. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, so then after that, A Clockwork Orange was released, which also had an X rating and did receive a lot of nominations and also a nomination for Best Picture. So during this time when X became a thing, a lot of mainstream films released under the X rating. So like Last Summer, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, Street Fighter, Medium Cool, Sweet Sweetbacks, Badass Song, I've never even heard, like all of these I've never heard of in my life, Last Tango in Paris. But what some of the more mainstream films like A Clockwork Orange and Midnight Cowboy did was they were later re-edited mm. to bring them down to an R rating so that they were more accessible to people. And I'll explain a little bit more about like why people weren't able to access X-rated as much. And fun fact... RoboCop, the movie, had to be re-edited 11 times before receiving an R rating. <laughs> like, could you imagine being the fucking project manager on that? The producer, yeah. We're gonna release now. We're gonna release. Nope. We're gonna nope. release. Nope. No, every time. Filmmakers could either go with the R, but a lot of times, Kara would rate them X, so they had to, like, edit things back and, like, take out certain scenes and stuff like huh. that. To get around that, filmmakers did have the option to release their films as unrated. Some of them are, like, this is back in, like, the 90s, I think, a little bit more. So it's, like, now we're, like, more open to content and stuff like that. But unrated just didn't really go as well sometimes, nor did X. The unrated, I never understood it. I was like, is that just because they wouldn't get Kara to rate it, basically? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they wouldn't get the M 
PAA involved. Oh, so, right. I think it's kind of like we release all like aspects of labeling it. That's so it's, it. Got it's it. to the viewer's discretion. But you'll find that the MPAA, they like, you essentially get blackballed almost oh. if you don't use the rating system. So eventually X was replaced by NC-17 in 1990. So X doesn't really exist anymore mm-hmm. as a rating for films. This is because... It was like a death sentence for a lot of films because many theaters refused to release any content that was an X-rated film. Um, family rental store, video rental stores for you. Uh, Blockbusters. For you little <laughs> Zoomers that don't know. Blockbusters family video. Hollywood video or something, right? Yeah, yeah. They all refused to sell X-rated films as well. And then newspapers and television stations wouldn't advertise them either. So it's like if you wanted to have an X-rated film, you almost like couldn't. Huh. Because you couldn't get advertising. So why would they even have it then? Well, so, okay. So X was okay for like a hot second. It did fine for a while. The problem is, is that the MPAA didn't trademark the X rating. They trademarked all the other ratings, but for some reason not the X rating. So what happened is that anybody could apply the X rating to their films. Which is how pornography kind of picked up on that and started adding it to their films in the 1970s as like a promotional device. Mm -hmm. So as pornography became more popular and more legal and commercially tolerated, pornographers used the X rating on their films to emphasize adult content. Some even started using multiple X's like double X, triple X to give the impression that their film contained more graphic sexual content than a simple X rating. Yeah. Which I think is hilarious. It's just like more, we have more. I've actually never heard of double X. In some cases, film critics would apply a rating to them. For instance, a film critic named William Rotzler wrote that triple X rating is for like hardcore, double X is for softcore, and X is for like comparatively cool films. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Which I love. It's like, oh, it just just means that my film is fucking cool. So (laughs) yeah, but because of this, that kind of cemented X getting the fuck out and becoming NC-17. So they wanted to like reaffirm the original intent of X, which was to be adults only, you know, made by adults for adults. Right. So this leads to our current rating system in the United States or Hollywood today. G, suitable for all ages. PG, parental guidance suggested. PG-13 may not be suitable for children under 13. R, restricted, which is children under the age of 17 must be accompanied by a parent or adult. Or NC-17, which rarely gets yeah. released either now because it's a similar issue. Like, okay, was it a big deal for you to watch a PG-13 movie? Because yep. it was a big deal for me. I remember my first PG-13 movie. Me too. Movie. Yep. Okay. Okay, wait. Mine's the lamest one ever. Like, I don't even think you'll know. Mine's, it. like, cool-ish, I think. I actually should look really quick to make sure it is PG-13. What's yours? So, my mom... It was such a big deal. And then, like, my brother watched a PG-13 movie, like, the oh, next well, yeah. day, I'm pretty sure. Like, of course. Or once you do it, your parents don't give a shit what the other kids exactly. do. But, so, my my PG-13 movie was called One Fine Day. It starred George Clooney oh, and Meg Ryan. Aww. And I believe Mae Whitman was one of the children. It's essentially, like, two single parents 
they are trying to get their kids to school and they have to like kind of tag team in weird like weird ways and the kid gets a marble stuck up his nose oh my gosh they don't even kiss in it <laughs> like i i like watched it again recently like a couple years ago to just like be like oh fun times this was a cute mem that i have and i'm like they didn't even kiss they're just like <laughs> sitting on the couch together yeah that's the movie i got to watch i don't know it was not good so okay so I was mistaken. I just looked up what I thought mine was. I thought mine was Back to the Future, but that's Mm. PG and all of them were. I looked at all of them. But I Mm -hmm. also do know, I don't know dates or my mom could have been lying to me, but I do believe, I don't know if you came across this in your research, I think PG-13 was like an add-on in the 80s or 90s. It was, yes. Like they had, yeah, they had PG. So a lot of like 80s movies that are PG are kind of like... Teetering on the edge. PG-13. Because I think I also watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like that should be probably a PG-13 movie. You know what I mean? But I, yeah. it, it might yeah. be... Or maybe initially it was rated PG or something, but... But yeah, so now actually I I thought it was Back to the Future or Ferris Bueller, but I'm not sure. So <laughs> I mean you can I think you could honor them yeah. in. You grandfather them in. Oh yeah, no, I, I I just like do remember like I'm I was like, can I watch this? It's rated PG. And like my mom's like, well, mm, there's like, you know, like there are some parts that maybe Yeah. So anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of PG movies. Every this happens every year around Halloween. So Kyle and I watch Nightmare Before Christmas. It's like one of our favorite. I've never Halloween movies. You haven't seen it? Oh no no no! Sorry, I get that mixed up with Nightmare on Elm Street. I have seen Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh no. my bad. So so we watch Nightmare Before Christmas. It's PG, and every year we like look at each other. We're like, this is not suitable for children. I need to rewatch <laughs> Just it like- then, so I can. It, I mean, it's not like, it's not like bad, like nothing ter- It's just, a, it's just very like scary. Yeah. Like it's scary. It's claymation. Yeah, it is scary. <laughs> I was always scared of the boogeyman. Yes. Maybe yes. my first PG-13 exactly. was the original Spider-Man. That actually, that actually is it probably. Wait, is that the one with the Green Lantern in it? The Green Goblin. Okay. I fucking hate that movie. The Green Goblin was fucking scary. He was like, <laughs> I watched that on the way. <laughs> My aunt got married in Spain, and I watched that on the way on the airplane. It was like on a big screen TV. Mm-hmm. I don't even like remember how that's possible on a plane, but whatever. I like could not sleep. Yeah, I was just having nightmares all. So it was released in two thousand two, and that would make a lot of sense because I would have probably been like eight, I think. Then maybe that was my yeah. first PG thirteen movie. Like I can't believe they showed that on like a big screen in a airplane. Yeah. With my sisters yeah. there who are six years younger than I me. I think, though, honestly, if I would watch it again right now, I wouldn't care. But, like, I remember I was terrified of the freaking goblin. Mm-hmm. And I, even green, though green goblin. even though I was li- allowed to watch that, I think I'd close my eyes when he would come. Oh <laughs> yeah, he's scary. I don't like yeah. it. Honestly, it's not, like, a lot of the old PG movies, I think, are a little scary. Like, the fucking animated Hobbit. Oh, that yeah. That I watched when I was, like seven or something and I, I still can picture them and i hate it because my dad was just like oh this is fine it's animated and yeah. it's like lord of the rings who cares and, I, and then i was like i'm never sleeping again <laughs> <laughs> so nc-17 like the x rating before it is largely avoided 
in motion picture movies these days. Theater owners remain opposed to exhibiting those films, and that alone restricts the audience a lot. Yeah. Because no teenagers can go see it. And the same stigmas that followed movies previously with Kara and M- MPA, we kind of still see today. So, for example, movies like Boys Don't Cry or American Psycho, they had to cut scenes in order to receive an R rating, despite the extreme and brutal violence yeah. throughout yeah. them. So I've I've seen American Psycho, and that, like, mm-mm. But that's fine. Huh. But sex, no. Yeah. Crazy, no. Sex, oh my gosh. Oh. I guess it's just, like, taboo, right? Like, I mean, like you just said about porn, you know, porn's like triple S. Yeah. Duh, duh, duh. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> if only they had trademarked X. I know. Then it wouldn't be a problem. But yeah, so long gone are the days of adult cinematic freedom because you risk the film being blackballed by the industry. But like, you don't have to worry about Blockbuster not showing your shit anymore (laughs) because that doesn't exist. But I think that's why a lot of things like Netflix, Hulu, HBO have taken off because it's like they don't have they have a different system that has to review them. And it's just yeah. I mean, that's some good ass content, though, because <laughs> you have all that freedom to do whatever you want. Like, no wonder it's so great. Right? Yeah. I heard Squid Game was really good. And I want to watch Squid Game. Girl, it's good. No. Well, you're on. The- I'm on sex education right now. Sex education is such a good show, Kelsey. It is such okay, a good show. Okay, what season are you on? Are you on season three? I haven't. Like the most recent? No, I've watched everything. I watched everything like last year. Oh, my gosh. Carly. I Sex education, this is what I wanted to talk about on the podcast that I'm remembering now. It is the best show. It's so good. And I and I refuse to hear any other commentary. No, Kelsey, on it it's so good. It is so smart. The character development is phenomenal. And just every season you're like, fuck, how do they do it? And you think and you like start the show and you're like, okay, it's about this. I get it. But then it gets so much bigger than that. And you're just like, I just explode it's, it's so good it is a beautiful so show it and is i cry yeah, all the it's time it's so good i that was my like pandemic like mid like in the thick of it feel good show like i mm-hmm. it made me so happy and i would be like cheering at the tv and like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. let's go and stuff it's it's just great it's Who, who's your favorite ugh. how do you pick a favorite character i, I know i know I have two faves. Okay, wait. I want to hear... Yeah, I want to hear yours Okay, first. Amy. Oh my gosh, love Amy. Okay. And Eric. Oh, I love Eric too. See, I actually love Adam, which I know is a controversial pick. It's controversial. But he's really coming around for me. He's coming around for me. So wait, are you on the third season then? Yeah. Yeah. I So I don't know more Adam development yet, but yeah, he's he is a controversial I just, pick. You can sympathize with him. Yeah, I'm the bully that sympathizes <laughs> with him because I'm the bully in my normal life. No, I don't know. It's just like something about him just is very like, I just love yeah. him. But, but, but like, but Eric is amazing. And Amy's amazing. And fucking Jackson's amazing. And oh my gosh, you have so many great. Yeah. And there's new, there's new characters this season. Sex education is the best it's show so good. on it's so good. The earth right now. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, yeah. There's just like layers upon layers too. Anyways, if you guys need yeah. a show that is colorful. Very sex posy. It's so colorful. Very sex And sex positive. There's so many different things going on. And 
it's it's very representative of like so many different groups and so many different types of people and all this stuff and it's fucking amazing yeah i also love that they low-key are educating you while you're watching it it's literally like a twofold it's like hey we're also gonna teach you about stuff and like it's okay like that whatever like they literally were like go to all volvos are beautiful dot <laughs> like they, like in the show and i'm like okay so now like everybody's gonna do that because like that's fucking what you're gonna like you know they're just like yeah they're educating us through entertainment and that's so. on netflix that's and great. that's not rated there's no rating on it right like it's just on netflix i don't know i don't think yeah. so i mean so they have that thing in the corner that says like there's like seven things that can be in a show like it's like smoking nudity sex violence so it just like gives you what those are so i remember when we were watching like game of thrones for instance i'd be like this episode is going to be fucking baller because it's got five (laughs) things in it so that means it's going to be fucking crazy because it's got violence, it's got sex, it's got... I bet the way that that's know. done is through some, like, parental controls thing. We're not parents, so, like, we don't know. But I feel like it. it's probably, like, they choose, like, okay, hide all of the things from my kids that have this, 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 or whatever on their kid's account or something. I don't know. I mean, it makes it easier, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I should have, like, looked this up more because there's not a ton... Like, this is a very small portion. X rating is very small. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a lot going on there after now unless you want to go to triple x <laughs> well or you mean to double x whatever you're into i thought i thought of a movie that i didn't finish because it was like three hours long that i was like i wonder what this was rated and it was nc-17 and it was blue as the warmest color i wouldn't really recommend it oh i heard about that i heard that it went i know you don't like your face is saying no but the thing that i watched to like explain yeah all this shit to me. Yeah. Brought up that movie. And also there was one other NC-17 movie that like has gotten through all the, you know, has pushed through yeah. to, to mainstream, quote unquote. So this one, it's a French film, but the United States rating is NC-17. And it's not necessarily a movie for me, but I also heard that the actresses had a really horrible time so you know if you don't want to watch it yeah like apparently their experience was really awful but it's about like two women Mm -hmm. who like find out that they are in love with each other and they're like gay and they're trying to figure that out and stuff like great beautiful love it but their sex the sex scenes are like porn and that's basically it and you know a normal movie sex scene lasts like 60 seconds maybe a minute and 30 seconds maybe but these are like (laughs) full-on like five minute clips of like very so you're saying that you want to know if you're getting into that (laughs) yeah yeah so if you want to watch that film then that's what you're gonna get but and you know i'm you know according to some lesbians that have reviewed this it's not even like realistic lesbian sex which a lot of lesbian porn isn't so or like not porn for lesbians but lesbian porn for men you know what i'm saying anyways yes (laughs) right we're not trying to say some kind of sex is real and not real it's just if you're trying to there's a performative aspect to a lot of lesbian porn that like we're the experts or something. yeah <laughs> um but like i just think i'm over the like not depicting shit yeah as it is right you know like because i think what it has done for a lot of people is like 
you think that that's real life mm-hmm. because you're not going to talk about it. Yep. And all you're going to do is go based on what you watch. I mean, like, I fucking think that content now is phenomenal because it's like it's open and it's honest. Mm-hmm. And it's not this like bullshit fluff stuff that doesn't matter. Right. Like having an explained about like the female vagina. Yeah. And the female orgasm. Beautiful. And it's like, I feel, honestly, I think that the clitoral <laughs> oppression that has been happening, where, like, nobody's revealed the secret yeah. and, like, people are just slowly finding out. I think that's been, like, I think the patriarchy has been, like, hiding that shit. Because they'll be like, once they know they have a clit, they're not going to need us exactly. anymore. <laughs> once they know how to work this thing. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Once I know how to drive, they're like they like <laughs> discover it and they're like, "Oh no, we must hide oh this." Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we must hide this deep secret or else they will unleash their powers, their witchcraft. Yeah, that's so that's so interesting though about X-rating. Yeah, cuz I only knew I didn't know that it was not a porn thing. I just thought it was just a porn thing. Yeah. yeah. Cool. In the in the late 60s, early 70s, it was a Adults only, but not in the way that your tits are out. <laughs> nice. Good stuff. I'm so excited for spooky season. I whoop, whoop. literally put up some bats in my house early. Yay. I have to figure out how oh. I'm going to decorate. What? Kyle and I went on a date this weekend, and we have recently bought like a vintage record player <gasps> off so of eBay. So cool. And the record shop that we went to had like buy one get one for like six dollar records and then they had like everything on the bottom shelves was like 50 cents Mm -hmm. and we got like 30 records that's awesome and one of them was spooky ghost story (gasps) and i'm really fucking excited (laughs) so we're gonna like paint some pumpkins and listen to these spooky ghost stories that's so cool do you know like the era or whatever that it's from i didn't check but it looked kind it looked kind of like amazing beautiful Yeah, it reminds me a lot of this, like, weird book that my aunt used to read me from my grandma's house. It was just, like, all these, like, weird, creepy stories. That's so cute. Yay. (sighs) Yay. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh, can I tell you, we're doing – I'm, like, I totally should be a mommy blogger. Like, that's where I belong, (laughs) I think. But I'm going to make – I got a little mini pumpkin, and we're going to put it in a plastic bag and put paint in it. And (gasps) then put – Peanut butter on the outside, and Maggie's <gasps> gonna like lick the bag and paint. Oh, yeah. cute! I don't care how silly it is; it's just I love it. Good. And she's she's so happy. I like I don't know if she knows what's going on, but she just gets so happy. She's having a good time. And it makes me so happy. Aww. Yeah, she's having a good time. She's so and just and she loves she loves wearing bandanas. And my mom just brought over like a bunch of bandanas, and so she's like. <gasps> She gets really excited when she gets to have a new bandana. So freaking adorable. I love it. What a good girl. I can't. She's a good girl. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate y'all. Yeah, hope you guys learned a little bit of something about some ratings and whatnot. And maybe go see some X-rated movies. Yeah. Or NC-17s, if you'd like. Or NC-17s. I actually do kind of want to watch one now. There's one with Jude Law, I think, that I want to... I think it's Jude Law. Either way. I want to see an NC-17 movie. Yeah. And I kind of want to see Midnight Cowboy now because... I know. I'm walking here. Me too. Iconic. Hey, I'm walking (laughs) here. Because originally, like, I thought that came from fucking 
Miss Congeniality because that's the last because you know yeah. when she's like walking she's like yeah wow, amazing so good that's another good another, movie so good so good beautiful and fucking William Shatner's going into space or did you go did you see that no wait what's that from William Shatner is the um the guy who plays the Miss America oh, wait, yes, I did see that what's his name is taking him to freaking space yeah Amazon yeah. man taking him to space. Whatever. He's also like a Star Trek dude, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I only know him as Miss Congeniality host, so. <laughs> nice. His best work. His best work. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you. And tune in next week for why and rate, review, or subscribe and share with your mom or your dad or your sister or your brother or whoever. Or your friends. Yeah. Scream it drunkenly at a party. We won't judge you. Yeah, let's Brought to you by the Peoples. Yeah, exactly. Well, we love you guys. Have a great day. Love you. Have a good, have a good one. Mwah. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.